0: Welcome to the cocky ride home for Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. I'm Jackson Bird. A new study has found that fans of horror movies are having an easier time coping with the pandemic. The woman who serves as the Queen of England's body double. A new species of dinosaur discovered with perfectly preserved fossils in China. And a few ways to get your nature fix from the National Park Service, including one that could make you $50,000 richer. Here are some of the cool things from the news today. A new study has found that people who are fans of watching horror movies are faring well mental health-wise during the pandemic. Published recently in the journal Personality and Individual Differences, the study, conducted by Danish and American researchers, asked 310 participants a series of questions about their movie and TV diet, as well as their current emotional state. This was conducted back in April, and the participants were questioned again a month later with similar results. And those results? People who self-reported as fans of horror films and regularly engaged with frightening fictional phenomena experienced lower levels of psychological distress during the early part of the pandemic, compared to participants who watched other genres of film and TV. The researchers also categorized some of their participants into fans of a preppers genre, those who enjoyed films with zombies, alien invasions, and apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic scenarios. And those participants reported feeling fewer disruptions to their life by the pandemic and feeling more mentally prepared for it overall. The researchers also had the participants rate themselves on the morbid curiosity scale, which is a real thing I will link to in the show notes in case you want to take it for yourself. It asks you questions like if you'd ever consider watching an autopsy, if you were interested generally in the supernatural, and if you would be curious to witness various violent events if you lived in different eras throughout history. And once again, the participants who rated higher on the morbid curiosity scale were more comfortable with the current pandemic. They reported having more positive experiences since it began and had no issue watching pandemic-themed movies even while living through the real thing. Quoting from the research paper, Although most people go into a scary movie with the intention of being entertained rather than learning something, scary movies present ample learning opportunities. Fiction allows the audience to explore an imagined version of the world at very little cost. Through fiction, people can learn how to escape dangerous predators, navigate novel social situations, and practice their mind reading and emotion regulation skills. One reason that horror use may correlate with less psychological distress is that horror fiction allows its audiences to practice grappling with negative emotions in a safe setting. Experiencing negative emotions in a safe setting, such as during a horror film, might help individuals hone strategies for dealing with fear and more calmly deal with fear-eliciting situations in real life." And so, those people who regularly engage with horror may feel less a sense of shock, having thought through similar scenarios before. They may even be curious to learn what this situation is really like, even if at the same time, they're experiencing personal hardships. And Quoting Vice, What lead author Colton Scrivener isn't sure about, at least not yet, is whether, say, forcing ourselves to sit through all of the Annabelle movies tonight would help us feel any better going forward. Assuming the causation flows from watching horror movies to becoming more resilient, it may depend on the mechanism by which this happens. For example, if the primary mechanism is practicing emotion regulation and learning to deal with fear and anxiety, it's possible that could help, he said. Of course, if someone hates horror movies, it may simply make it worse. If emotion regulation skills are what are being improved and helping people deal with the pandemic, it may also be best to watch movies that are scary to you, not movies that are considered the scariest in general. If this is how it works, the whole point would be for you to learn to accept feeling afraid or anxious and learn how to overcome that feeling, end quote. So I'm not saying to go watch Contagion tonight, but I'm also not not saying it. You know how in movies a lot of the main actors will have body doubles or stand-ins while they're shooting? People roughly the same size and stature as them who can stand around while the crew sets up shots and lighting? Perhaps the most famous example represented in pop culture is Martin Freeman and Joanna Page's characters in Love Actually, the two who are working as stand-ins for a few sex scenes in a film. But in a merging of reality and fiction, it turns out that the Queen of England has a stand-in as well for many of her public events. Every public event the Queen makes is highly rehearsed, down to the very last detail. And the Queen is, of course, a very busy person, so it makes sense that she would have a stand-in from time to time. It's just not something I had ever thought about before. Ella Slack has been standing in for the Queen since the 1980s. It all began when she was working at the bbc they were preparing to film the queen's remarks at the cenotaph in london and the producer was trying to fix a comment the queen had made that the way the setup was arranged the sun was in her eyes when she was standing on her mark slack spoke up and asked if he'd like her to stand in the queen's spot because all the other crew members were six foot tall men and she at just barely five foot was much closer to the queen's height of five foot two and Slack apparently did very well standing there because she continued being called on for over 50 events over the years. She stood in for rehearsals at hospital wing openings, the state opening of Parliament, riding in the royal carriage, appearing on the Buckingham Palace balcony, and the royal box at Royal Albert Hall. She notes that even when they need her to stand in for when the queen will be sitting on the throne, that she herself is not allowed to sit on it, so she has to hover above it in a crouched position. And Ella Slack is not a spitting image of the Queen by any means, but she does match Her Royal Highness's height and stature, and will occasionally dress to impress in a wardrobe not too far from the Queen's own style. Slack also says that she has never accepted payment for the job, doing it simply because it's a pleasure to do. And I mean, it makes a good story, that's for sure. And though she says she's met a few royal family members, it doesn't seem like she's ever met the Queen herself, leading me to wonder, you know we've never seen the two in the same place at once. A new dinosaur species has been discovered in China. Two complete fossilized specimens were found in Liaoning in northeast China, preserved for 125 million years in the Tun beds which are in the Yixian Formation. It's believed that the two dinosaurs, named Chiangmiania liangningensis, meaning Eternal Sleeper from Liaoning, were trapped by a volcanic eruption, being immediately covered in a fine sediment while they were resting. Quoting All That's Interesting, paleontologist Pascal Godefroy of the Royal Belgian Institute of Natural Sciences explained that the dinosaurs are the most primitive ornithopod dinosaur to date, Ornithopods are herbivorous dinosaurs that can walk on two legs. These creatures had tails, shovel-shaped snouts, were about four feet long, and had very powerful legs, suggesting that they ran quickly and walked upright. It is thought that this new species was perhaps similar to the Bernisart iguanodons, which were gigantic herbivores with spiked thumbs as well as duck-billed dinosaurs. Godefroy added that they were likely from the Cretaceous period, which was between 145.5 and 65.5 million years ago. The new species has since been classified and published in the journal peer J. End quote. Godefroy also adds that the shoulder blades, neck, and forearms, as well as its shovel like snout, are suggestive of a burrowing vertebrate, like a rabbit. Over the past generation, the Tun beds have proven to be a fertile ground for fossil discoveries, many of them being incredibly well-preserved due to periodic volcanic eruptions in the area millions of years ago. Similar to those who perished after the eruption at Mount Vesuvius, these new dinosaurs and others in the Tun beds were coated in ash just before or immediately after their deaths, leaving them almost perfectly preserved for millennia. This Saturday, the 26th, is National Public Lands Day. It's been held every fourth Saturday in September since 1994 and is the nation's largest single-day volunteer event for public lands. It is also one of the few days of the year that every single national park in the U.S. is free. And national parks, by the way, aren't just typical parks like Yosemite. They also include historical sites like Federal Hall and monuments like the Statue of Liberty. However, this year, a lot of parks and monuments, etc., are closed due to COVID-19 regulations or not admitting as many people as possible. So if you are trying to hit up somewhere for free admission, make sure you look up any park you're thinking of going to before you do, as well as any local regulations. And while you can go just to take advantage of free admission, the real point of the holiday is volunteerism. Typically, parks around the nation host park cleanups and other volunteer efforts, and there are still some volunteer events happening at parks across the nation this year, but in addition to that, the National Park Service is running virtual events and offering virtual volunteer opportunities. You can volunteer to do things like transcribe historical documents for the Smithsonian, track bird populations with eBird, and count penguins for Zooniverse. More info about all of those opportunities, virtual and in-person, are on the National Public Lands Day website, link in the show notes. But if you're busy on Saturday or the park you want to go to isn't open at the moment, never fear, the National Park Service actually has several free days each year. The last one for 2020 will be Veterans Day on November 11th, but they'll most likely also waive entrance fees next year on Martin Luther King Jr. Day and a few others throughout the year. And hey, while we're talking about national parks, if you really want to cross a bunch of them off your bucket list, Mikelob Ultra will give you an RV and $50,000 to spend six months traveling through national parks around the country. To become their chief exploration officer, all you have to do is apply on their website. I'm pretty sure they're looking for someone with, like, mad photography or videography skills, though, as part of the job we'll be posting on their social media, and though the requirements and qualifications to apply are quite sparse, among them are, quote, an affinity for outdoor nature photography and or videography. And honestly, as much as I think it's a sign of our gig economy times that companies keep branding straight up contests as jobs, I'm actually really tempted by this one. I mean, it's too bad my photography and videography skills are nowhere near up to snuff, because I definitely wouldn't say no to six months alone in an RV driving across America. Sounds like a pretty great escape right about now. But anyways, whether you want to try your luck at going all-in on a six-month adventure or just want to virtually visit a park on Saturday, happy National Public Lands Day to all. So in case you haven't gone to kotki.org yet today, Jason posted a photography series from the Yakutia Republic in Russia, and the photos are totally captivating, but I wanted to mention it because Yakutia is where that completely preserved Ice Age-era cave bear was found that I talked about last week. Pretty much any cool discoveries from that era that are well-preserved in permafrost are being found in Yakutia, so the photo series is an interesting look at what life is actually like in that area, outside of paleontological digs. So go check it out on the blog, but that is it from me for today. I am going to go watch Contagion and see if it'll be a cure for my lockdown anxiety. I hope you are having a good day, whatever you're doing, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.